Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of our podcast, Spill the Chai with Esba and Aditi. Hi. Hi, Esba. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I was um, saying to you just a few moments earlier that you look really pretty, like Bollywood actress level pretty today. What happened? I'm channeling <laughs> my inner madre. I What happened was I had to go to work today, so I actually got dressed. Yeah. I'm trying to set up my home office right now. It's a disaster. It's just shit all yeah. over my floor because like my office is my room and my room is my office. I think that's what all real home offices are like, right? No, they're not. No? They're not. No. They're really people fancy have, and proper. People actually have a room for their office, you know? Right. That's a good point. I but guess like, my, my dad would ha- had one like that when I was younger, but I would just take it over and do whatever the fuck I wanted. So I never understood what you need an office for until I started working from home because of coronavirus. And now I'm like, I could use that at home office. What are the advantages of having it? Well, you don't spend all day in your room because your room is your room and your room is also your work. So you're just here 24-7. It doesn't merge like you can leave your room and not feel suffocated and then come back to your room and relax. This is not a place of relaxation anymore. Like all I think about is work. I had to stop emails coming to my phone because it was just making me so anxious. Yeah. I've seen a lot of um, like Instagram, you know, Instagram. um, I don't even know. You know, people who just post quotes about meditation. What are they? And they live on Instagram. There's like a term for them, right? Influencers. (laughs) Is that that the term? Influencers. So. Well, they're influencing me. So it's a very valid statement. Everyone keeps posting quotes about how you should stop checking your emails at home and and keep your phone out of your bedroom and things like that, which is kind of reflective of how we as a society are, that we even need to have this message being pushed at us that we don't have those boundaries to begin with. Yeah, it's true. We don't, though. This is going to sound stupid, but my... Mans and I decided that, like, when we're living together, we're, we're not bringing our phones into our room. That's so healthy. Yeah. That's the healthiest thing I've heard in a long fucking time. Yeah. Why we're is that stupid? Because it just, it sounds stupid that you have to, like, make the decision to do that. Like, we put such importance on social media and our phones, and it shouldn't have to be, like, a decision we come to together. It should just be a thing so you think that it should already be pre-established that this is a a thing that people do i think okay yes and also i think that we shouldn't place so much importance on it if we're trying to come to some sort of decision to not bring our phones into our bedroom then that is placing an emphasis that our phones are so important that we have to make a decision about them does that make sense It's actually, I wanted to talk, it's weird that we're even talking about this, because I wanted to bring this up as a topic in general, because I feel like me and you are in a unique position. Um, I watch a lot of, watch a lot of Joe Rogan, really. (laughs) I watch a lot of Joe Rogan. And um, one of the things that I was watching about recently was the impact of social media on, on teenagers. And right around when we like, we were in high school and stuff like that. It's like the generation after that, they were the ones that got completely fucked. 
like you see a complete spike in depression, anxiety, suicidality, self-harm, substance abuse, bullying, especially. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it just ha- it's a huge spike. Uh, like the graph, I'm talking about a guy named, his name is Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. He comes on Joe Rogan's show and he okay. actually pulls out the numbers. Um, he put out all these graphs on the screen. And I was looking at it. I was like, it's literally the generation after our generation. Because if you think about it, we were in that sweet spot, right? Facebook and YouTube came out while we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That- and MySpace. You forgot MySpace. And- <laughs> So, yes, MySpace, absolutely. And this, okay, that's another thing I want to point out, too, is that we had other stuff before the current, like we had MSN Messenger. Yes. Right? That was a big the thing. The, the best, right? Do you remember that? Middle school, people would update their status to whoever they were dating or, or whatever. Like, like, to a song to get a someone's song. attention. Someone's attention. You're so right. It's so true. Or like going literally... online and offline. Oh, my God. You just brought back memories. Or so like hard. putting yourself as a way to seem cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you have like an auto message or something. You're like just studying. Really, that's what people say. Just studying. But, you know, in the background. Do not disturb. <laughs> Right, I remember doing that. I can't believe you remember all this. You're crazy. First time I was catfished was, like, was on MSN. How are you catfished? Tell me the story. You really want to know? know? Yeah. So, okay, I used to know this girl, and basically she made up a bunch of really hot guys and said they were friends who went to who were older and went to a different high school, and. Uh, she showed us pictures and we started talking on MSN. They weren't real. These men weren't real. It was just her. Wow. Yeah. But she said she was friends with them. Yeah. She said she was friends with them and they were really attractive. And we were like really into them. It was me and me and two other girls who like started talking to these guys. And also when you think about it, like why would like, normal well-adjusted really cool high school guys be talking to girls in middle school this is the biggest conundrum of, of life is like when you're in middle school the coolest thing in the world is an older guy who will talk to you and when you are that older person the most disgusting thing in the world is an older man talking to younger girls. it's so true it's so true like i don't know why i thought it they were real i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you but why wouldn't you think they were real? We didn't. Ex- we were the we were the trial generation for that kind of shit. Yeah, it's right? true. Like, okay, today's kids, yeah. Like, by the time they hit middle school, they know what catfishing is. No, we invented catfishing. It's true. <laughs> you know what? We did. We invented we it. Did. Yeah. And like, I don't know if this is catfishing, but like, I sent a really mean message to someone once, and then told them mm-hmm. I got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know who was using my account. That was my my other personality took over. (laughs) I literally said like this really, really rude. Like, I I think I called her like an ugly bitch and like all this other stuff. And (laughs) so mean too. What? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with people? We were insecure. Is what it was. Sorry, you were you were listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and the generation right after us is the ones who saw a spike in anxiety and depression due to social media. Not just a little spike, Isabel. 
like a 90 degree angle. Like when you look at this graph, it's like, holy shit, is it a bad spike? You know, it's um, and even because I work in mental health and this is something that I've become aware of is that suicide rates in, in teenagers and high school uh, youth have like something like tripled, quadrupled in the last 10 years. That's not normal. That's all social media. Were they not high when we were in high school? I don't think so. I don't think so. I can, just I can pull out the numbers. Okay, you can pull out the numbers. The numbers only go so far. I will yeah. say that. That's true. And That's true. They reflect something, though. Yeah, they do. They do reflect something. But also, just based on our circle that we used to hang out with in high school. <laughs> we were like, emo? How many of us were suicidal? All? All of you know? <laughs> Okay, but this is something I, I would say that that is something that I learned. Well, I mean, in, okay, in therapy school, they tell us that every single person has had suicidal ideation at some point, right? Yeah. When I think back to high school, I'm like, mm, really? Even the popular kids? Were they really? I, I I don't know. And also, even if the thought crosses your mind, sure. Doesn't mean, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you were the same degree as I would say, like, you and I were. That's true. We were very. <laughs> I remember being like that since even middle school. Me too. Mm-hmm. I think, it, yeah, for me, definitely started when I was like eleven. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think contributed to that, or do you think something caused it, or do you think it was already in you that it was going to happen regardless? So I have a lot of theories. Uh, One is that it was just in me and it was going to happen regardless. And I think maybe um, it was triggered by my changing hormones and all that sort of stuff. Another theory I have is that I have a repressed memory and something really awful happened to me. Mm. And Mm. that's the scary one. Yeah. And then that's yeah, that is um, <laughs> yeah. And my third theory mm-hmm. is just that I was alone so much, which may contribute to my repressed memory. I don't know. Or you maybe even isolate more because of that repressed memory. I I um I had a repressed memory come to me when I was like sixteen or seventeen, something like that. It came to me. How scary was that? terrifying it was it hit me like a ton of bricks I it was almost like a roller coaster ride and you like it just came out of nowhere it was like whoosh and then boom it stops and then you're like holy crap this happened to me wait did this really happen to me and then there's a lot of that it's like did it really happen okay no it happened I know it happened but there's almost always for me even now there's a feeling of that couldn't have really happened but deeper down there's like I feel like, um, you know, it's like um, a tree. And then my younger me is the inner circles of the tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every year I grow, it like gets piled on top of my inner being. And then I, I grow like that. It's uh, That's how I feel like my growth is, right? And I yeah. feel like deep down inside is like the younger me still. Like she's still there. And like it's her memory. And it's... So that's why I can almost understand why I'm like, oh, this didn't really happen because it's almost like it didn't happen to me, the current me, 
Yeah. But it happened to a different version of me. And that means that I have a dissociation between my younger and older selves, which I, I don't know, maybe that's like trauma induced. Like, I don't know if you're supposed to feel that way. That's yeah. interesting. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Thank you. It was pretty fucked up. Um, that's really shitty. That's like one of my biggest fears. I'm not going to lie to you. That's why I'm very like, that's why I'm so picky on the types of therapy I do. And it was going to sound like mm-hmm. probably not the best approach to it, but like, I don't want to remember it. Yeah. I just don't. I'm good. I've come a really long way, as you know. Oh, um, you have. Full circle. So I'm good. I don't need to remember if there is one. Did something trigger it or did it just come to you? For me, it came out of fucking nowhere, guys. This is what I think is so fucked is that it came out of nowhere. I was literally sleeping and it just came to me. So that's scary if you think about it. Did something happen? Nothing happened. I was sleeping in bed. But did something happen earlier that day that maybe triggered it in your subconscious? Like, was it a significant (sighs) day other than you remembering it? No. Huh. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say like um, what it was. It was basically a memory of like a sexual assault when I was a kid. But it was just crazy because I had walked around for like my teenage years, not even knowing this has happened to me. And then my like late teenage, I think I was like 16 or 17 when the memory came to me. And I was like, holy shit. No, this is, there have been, I want to say like a lot of immigrant experiences and a lot of people who've lived in that part of the world, sexual assault is much more common. It's much more, especially maybe when I was younger, I, I can't say about this generation, but when I was younger, it was much more common. It was much more normalized. Um, it was just like something that happened. And that was, yeah. but so there were, there've been different times in my childhood where I've been sexually assaulted by different people. Right. Wow. So what, what, what's trippy to me is that a, some of those incidents I've remembered my whole life, but then that one incident I had blocked out and then it came to me as an adult and I remembered it. It's like, why was I able to remember some fucked up experiences, but I blocked out this one fucked up experience? They don't seem drastically different in terms of what happened. But that's, that's interesting. Probably, yeah. So that that part I couldn't understand, really. I wanted to mention that because before I was like, oh, I was walking around my whole teenage years not knowing this had happened to me, but I had known other things that happened to me. So it wasn't like I had not known anything had happened to me. But yeah. You're still missing something. And it matters. It matters. For sure. Of course it matters. You know I mean? mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so fucked up. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um, you know, I'm I, I I actually like really believe like in a high in the last recent years of my life, I've come to believe in like a higher power. And I really think that this journey is like from something above us, you know? And like we're, we're on it. 100%. Yeah. And we're I'm just going with along that. with it. Like I'm not necessarily creating it, nor am I the only recipient of it, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, I, you know, like the idea of like, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry this happened to me, but even like to me, I'm like, it's not, it's not really happening to me. It's happening to 
some other this is part of some big story in out there in the universe that the universe is like writing this grand story and this my story just happens to be a part of her story i'm gonna say her because i think that the higher being is feminine oh yeah but, yeah mm-hmm. okay that's interesting tangent sorry no i don't remember where we were um social media influencing the generation after us yeah how fucked up it is i'm gonna send you the joe rogan clips but according to this guy hate that's what he's saying is like once facebook and instagram take off you literally see women young girls uh self-esteem plummet you see suicide rates get it was it was never good for young people i think it makes sense you know we live in a a society where like bullying and things happen and being through puberty and stuff like that. It makes sense that young people always were had higher suicide rates. Yeah. But now it's through the roof and it's not normal. Right. So he was saying that really like it was the emergence of, of social media. And not only that, the fact that we can never get away from it, you know, there's no such thing as turning it off. What is turning off social media? What does that mm-hmm. even look like? Mm-hmm. Well, you unplug quite a bit, so you tell me. I don't ever. I unplug a lot. I've never really, I don't feel like I've, maybe when I was younger, I was briefly plugged in. Yeah. you're. Do, is it a scary place to be in, though? Like, is Instagram land a scary place to be? Not in the way that you would think. Like, I don't really come across anything sinister or weird in that way. I look at funny pictures and I laugh, but if you think about how much time I'm spending on it, yeah, (laughs) that is fucking terrifying. Let me tell you, especially since quarantine, my activity reports have been like seven hours. I'll spend like seven hours on Instagram. That's not bad. That's crazy to me. Compared to other people, it's actually less. But I'm not comparing myself to other people. That's a lot for me. Yes, that's a good point. That's that's way too much. If you're spending more than that, like, what are you... You're literally not doing anything else. Okay, but the, I, I think that the seven hours seems like what, what what's happening is, like, maybe you're doing something and then maybe you take a, a few seconds to look at Instagram and you're doing something and then maybe like two minutes to look at Instagram. Is that how it is? Or is it that you're sitting there for an hour dedicated? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes like a especially, hour. especially before bed, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll literally just scroll until I fall asleep. Why? Why do you do that? I don't know. I what do you really... like about it? You must like something if you're doing it. I, like to laugh. <laughs> laugh. What kind of sick monster are you? <laughs> like to laugh. Yeah, so I just spend a lot of time laughing at stupid pictures that don't even what make were any you, sense. What were you doing before Instagram came along at that time? Were you not laughing? So are you saying that Instagram brought more happiness into your life? Is this what the bigger picture is? Definitely not. Definitely not. I'm not saying I wasn't happy before. Or what did I do? But what was your question? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I like that you forget because I'm going to forget a lot. So I don't have to feel bad about it either. Ha, huh, sucker. I think, he, I think he said, what did I do before Instagram? Yeah, what did you do the time before Instagram? I would write. That's it. That's the only thing that like I've stopped doing since I started Instagram. 
<laughs> I stopped writing, but like I st- like I watch TV. I used to go out. That was that used to be a thing, but I'm not allowed anymore. So during pandemic, it makes sense that Instagram is actually a way for us to connect. It's actually a very good thing during a pandemic. A lot of these things that we're so addicted to, that's the thing, like we're already built for a pandemic. Our society is already like, we were already just sitting at home on our computers and our phones all day anyway. Like back in the day when it happened, it must have sucked because people, what were they doing when they were quarantined? (laughs) I don't know. That's a good point. Read. I used to read until I started Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) You are an example of that that graph that I'm talking about where social media hits and things change. So you spend seven hours a day on Instagram and you want that to be less. Yes. I definitely want that to be a lot less. I'm addicted to Reddit. I think you always have to since I've been. I know. Reddit's still my longest lasting addiction. No, it's been like 10 years. I think like. Do you know that I don't go on Reddit because of you? Why? Like, I avoid Reddit. Like, because it's addictive. No, not even that. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna want this story cut out or not. But uh, posted naked pictures of yourself on Reddit. Okay, it would have been in university. No, it was in high school. Reddit didn't exist when we were in high school. I'm 100% positive it was in high school. I didn't know about it until I was in university. Like, Because I remember who showed it to me for the first time. It was Carly. Okay, so maybe it was when you were in university. But it was way, when I was in university. university. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, was it, so I'm saying I, like it was, I was legal. So. Okay. To clarify. <laughs> Guys, I was Do legal. Do not arrest me on child pornography, please, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have been 18 in high school anyway because you're a January baby, so. Um, but it was, it really was the university because I know Cardi showed me Reddit for the first time and I only met Cardi in. I started y- using Reddit in university, for sure. Okay. Yeah. But I used to post naked pictures of myself on Reddit. You're right, I did. Yeah, and ever since, I have not gone on because I'm like, I'm going to see a DD naked. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. No, you won't. I barely made the front page that day. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. No, I think there's way too many naked. I think Reddit is just 50% naked pictures. You know, that's what everyone tells me. They're like, the likelihood of you coming across that from like 2000 and whatever is never. never, Yeah. And I didn't have my face in any of my pictures either. Let me just say. I know. only thing but you would know knowing you're on there oh okay got it see the thing is i was young i and feel when like mm-hmm. sorry like no, go ahead. i just i feel like it's a violation almost it is it's gross like you know what i mean I myself i don't i don't okay so i just avoid it because oh my gosh, the whole site—that's funny. What if there was a <laughs> yeah. naked picture of me? Okay, so then basically, I should just tell you that there's a naked picture of me somewhere on there on Instagram, out there. Get out of here! Have to stop using Instagram in order for us to solve world hunger. What were you gonna say before I cut you off? Um, you know, I—I I, I was watching. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm gonna say this a lot, but I was watching the watching Joe Rogan, 
and this uh person on there <laughs> was saying that she understands that why you know girls can go and post naked pictures of themselves online is because it's almost like they 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 got they get this new car for their 16th birthday and they want to show it off <laughs> and that's how she said it which is so funny because I actually find that to be like the most comforting analogy where it's like yeah you grow into this body and you're like holy crap I where did this come from and yeah. you kind of like it's almost as though I myself I'm like holy crap but I also want someone else to be like holy crap with me and so you <laughs> you want to like show it off yeah <laughs> yeah it just feels like a violation to sum it up. Yeah, that's why I don't you want won't it. see it though. I know you won't see it, but maybe it's actually a good thing because because Reddit is addictive. So maybe my naked pictures are really helping you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Though? I'm sure they're helping a lot of people. <laughs> I'm sure they've solved all the world's problems by now. Oh, to be young. See, this is the thing. Like, I can't even imagine. I and I was a semi-sane person, you know, and I was doing shit like that when I was younger. And looking back, I was like, what, what was I thinking? Like, why the fuck did I put naked pictures of myself out on the internet for anybody to see? Anybody? Not just no, no, not some like private view link. It's no, not everybody. even that you did that. It's that you did it for free. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah. Where was my OnlyFans then? I didn't have one. Exactly. <laughs> I was giving Which it is away. An, another new thing. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Social media. What are your thoughts? Um, what I like about it is that it um, it allows sex workers to finally be more in charge of their own finances. That's what I see it as. I don't know if people are, are use are trying to like use it as a friend like oh i'm trying to grow my business no you're you're peddling sex in some way shape or form and you got to make money off of it and i think it's amazing because for so long now um men have been you know the ones profiting off of uh off of using women for sex work women have mm -hmm. not been profiting off of it and they're the ones yeah. who are being exploited so this is i think it's a great way for the power and the the money to be put back in women's hands so yeah it's a good that's point my opinion of that some good things happen with the internet and that's one of them i think because honestly sex work is the oldest profession known to man that's what they say yeah have you ever heard that saying i have yeah yeah do you agree with it yes do you think that it'll be there no matter what yes so what should we do about it then should we like legalize it or all men <laughs> I know that's a problem. It's so true. It's honestly all about this. There were no fucked up, or we could eliminate poverty. We could. It's that an would option. Help. Yeah, I think so because it, you know something like growing up, I didn't believe in the idea a woman could do sex work because she wanted to. I don't believe it. I didn't believe in it. I still have a hard time believing in it. Um, really? Which is ironic. I'm not going to say why. Uh, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I yeah, because the idea is that. In a way, legalizing prostitution is like legalizing paid rape. In a way. Yeah. Do you agree? Um, I understand that point of view, but I am going... I have a lot of opinions that are very different about the industry. Mm. Um, because as much as I want to believe that a woman can do just go into the industry. 
just because she feels like it. I don't think that's the case at all. So hard to believe, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's great to believe in theory. Like, I also want to believe it theoretically. Like, yeah, some women out there just want to. Like, they're just like, fuck it. I'm just... And it would be great, but I almost feel like it would require in some way turning off a side of your humanness. I agree. To be able to completely. And to only, I, I think that only if you're a woman can you really understand. You know, I don't think men can understand because men, sex, the way the men see sex is so different from how women see or experience sex. But apparently, like, some women do experience it that way. And that. I have I just met I just can't relate to it. I don't I've met it. a couple of women in my life that are just straight up just choosing to do sex work. Like they could ease they like it because it's easy like for them it's easy. Like, you know, like like they get a lot of time with their kids and they get to set their own schedules and it's good money and they come up with the set of regular clients. You know what I mean? So they're not working with strangers. So it's so they like Did doing they it. Because, yeah, I mean, experience any sort of trauma when they were. Oh yeah, they've all. I've never met someone who who's in sex work who hasn't experienced some sort of sexual, or even if it's not sexual, some really fucked up trauma. There's always like a history of trauma. I but sexual agree, trauma is yeah. very prevalent. Yeah. So, I mean, don't you think that's a contributing factor? I 100% agree. I'm just hoping that somewhere out there is someone I haven't met who's like, no, I had a really... And that's what Reddit does, right? Because there's people out there on Reddit that will literally post and be like, no, listen, I had a good life. Like, my parents were nice parents. Nothing's like, you know what? We were just from Amsterdam or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, you just grew up in, like, some country that's just cool with it. <laughs> Have you read that somewhere? I swear, I've read it many times. Okay. I've read it many times as well. That's the thing. I don't know. You know, it's a hard topic for me. It's also an industry where the majority of women, forget the ones who want to do it. Sure. Maybe they really do. Like, it's just something, you know, I don't have that kind of experience with it. So, you know, maybe they do want to do it, but the majority of women in the industry are trafficked. I think that's why it's a particularly hard topic for me because sure, some women want to do it, but what about all the ones who are forced into it? Agreed. And human yeah. trafficking is so common and nobody, nobody talks about it. It happens all the time. It's happening right now. The really crazy. Yeah, the numbers see and numbers only tell so much. Like I always mm-hmm. say that because it's true. Like if the numbers are showing this, imagine how much it actually is. Because what numbers really capture is a fraction. Oh. Especially on dark topics where people are not gonna come out and say that they're experiencing these things, right? Exactly. Like, whether we legalize it or not, like, whatever. But the point is there shouldn't be anyone tra- being trafficked. I think that's the most important thing, you know? There should be choice and free will in those kinds of things. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's true because 
like you know initially when i was talking about it like i was kind of trying to separate it like in my head um the two things right but honestly you can't separate it because it's true 90 percent more 99 percent of worldwide prostitution is human trafficking and how much of that is even trafficking of children it's the most horrific crime that's happening across the world and it's happening every day and it's like we talk about slavery like it's outlawed. No, slavery is happening right now in the form of human trafficking. And there's millions of people. That applies to both men and women and children. It's happening all the time to oh, everyone. It's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, majority women and children, but it does happen to men often and frequently as well. Like... World, this world has so much fucked up shit going on. It's it's crazy. Mm, here we go. Do or have you heard of the Franklin Child Prostitution Ring? No. Of course. Okay. Well, Franklin. who's Franklin? <laughs> I was gonna make a really bad joke. It's not even funny, but um, it's a whole other topic and you know, for a whole other episode, I think. We'll do an episode on it. Yeah. It's an important it's a very and important I, yeah, topic. It I is. And you. I'd I'd rather do my research on it and do it properly. So we'll just cut that I think me too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Some, also because I mean, I think that we also want to talk about what are some of the things being done about it as well. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. So it's a really like, important thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's basically it's impossible to it's impossible to separate the two at the moment. And until you can, I can't give you a real opinion on it on the, the sex work industry. I think that's actually a, a really amazing thing of you. Uh, it just shows a lot about you as as a person like that you're like amazing person because you're right like that's such a huge huge issue and I feel like it's the worst thing happening in the world right now as far as I'm concerned you know and and um I'm just really like respect you for for remembering to factor that in because I wasn't thinking of that when I first started the conversation but just bringing up the idea like the two can't be separated we don't know what that looks like that yeah you know, I mean, I think that being in North America or maybe Australia or the UK or whatever, maybe like parts of Europe, you know, you're, you get this very privileged view of it because mm-hmm. you only grow up around um, how the media talks about it and just maybe even, you know, how the laws people, people that, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That go, but any, that's those places that I listed are just such a small percent of the world. And then the rest of the world is suffering. And yeah, I agree. And to think we were going to talk about Disney. <laughs> we were like, let's have a more uplifting, fun episode. Yeah. No more morbid talk. Okay? Let's talk about Disney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that clearly didn't happen. <laughs> the thing is, we like, can, we can refocus. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can just change the topic. We can just change the topic. Because it's not that we don't want to talk about it uh, for our listeners. Uh, it's that we have decided that we 
would like to cover an episode about it where we can do it justice. Oh, it's a big topic. Yeah. I love Disney. And um, I love the history of Disney. And I could talk about it for a long time. So be ready to be bored, everybody. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, I think we've all been influenced. Disney itself is pretty controversial. Did you hear that they're opening up the theme park now? Yeah, they're opening up. I saw that there. I, I just think that the way the states want to proceed is that this, their money is more important than their people. Like, I think that's the message that they've given. I like the way Canada handled it. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the U.S. is the highest number of cases by a long shot. It's crazy. Florida has the highest cases in the world. Not even the U.S., like the state of Florida. Of course, it would be Florida. It's just, it's crazy. And they're I'm- opening up Disney World. For anyone who doesn't know, Florida is considered to be the most unique. I'm going to say nicely. I don't know who wouldn't know that, though. I feel like that's a universal. Hey, if hey, think about someone who's not in North America. I feel like they would know that. You think that? Yeah. <laughs> the power of the internet today, right? Yeah. Florida man. Florida man to the rescue. What else is going on? I've been listening to a lot of Sade. Yeah. Vibing. She's so soulful. 90s music is the best. It is. I agree. I can't argue that. Uh, you know, I was thinking we should like do a um a playlist that it's okay. like a podcast playlist, right? And um anyone can listen to it. You can like, okay. put the link along okay. with our podcast. And me and you can both put songs on it. And we can, you know, like we can change week to week. Like I'll put, I'm always listening to different, every week I'm listening to something randomly different constantly. And um, I'll put it on there and you guys can check it out. That's a great idea, Didi. Uh, Yeah, we'll do it on our Spotify. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Cool, cool, cool. Good vibes, you know. What What kind of music do you like? Me? Yeah, you. Who else? (laughs) <laughs> who me well people out there i guess i guess you guys exist too um i like i like everything i would say i think what i'm most into is what could be described as alternative r&b who's an alternative r&b artist janae Aiko. I fucking love Janae Aiko. It's so funny that you said that. I was literally listening to her while I was waiting for you to get on here. I'm obsessed with her. I was supposed to go see her. Her concert was supposed to be in June in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, it got canceled because of coronavirus. And now it's in January 2022. So I'm counting down. It's really exciting. I'm so excited. Her concert. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. You know, her and like the like weekend. Her spiritual vibes too. Me too. Me too. I, I like, like that she does drugs, of course. I love that <laughs> about her. I would like, love that. Yeah. Not any drugs, psychedelic drugs, right? That she loves. It's a very particular type. The type of drugs matters to a drug user. So anybody out there, if you're a drug user, you'll know that the type of drugs matters a lot. I only do psychedelics. Not that I've never done anything else, but 
this point in my life, I only do psychedelics. And um, Janae, and, and, and weed, of course. And Janae loves psychedelics and weed. So I totally get the vibes that she's on. I do too, even though I don't do any of that. Well, I mean, yeah, you are on, you're on those natural vibes, which is what Joe Rogan talks about. He says that you can achieve all these drug-like states through meditation or through just like natural ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I agree. I totally think it's possible because drugs, drugs are just a pathway between you and yourself. Right. I think so. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. What do I like about being high? I just experience myself a different way. That's a good point. I've never been into drugs. Um, so I don't I don't know what it's like. That's why I'm asking. Honestly, I'm high right now. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm definitely on a little bit of acid today. <laughs> um, and some weed. I'm smoking some weed right now. She is. I'm picking up my toes. So that's our <laughs> contrast right there. Didi's getting high and I'm just like picking at my toe. I feel like this podcast is going to be my journey to sobriety. Yeah? Yeah. Why do you feel that way? <clears throat> because I don't ever actually speak to anybody. So I feel like um, just the act of talking to one person is going to change things up for me. Well, when I say sobriety, I don't mean like never use drugs again. I just mean maybe like not use it as frequently as I do because I use drugs a lot. Yeah, it worries me sometimes. Does it worry you? You know, um, like I mentioned before, I don't use other stuff. I only use psychedelic stuff, right? Like it's not like using cocaine or using opioids or something like that. Like it's inherently different. I've heard to understand scary. Like I've heard stories from someone where like it basically just messes a person up for life or something. I have I know a lot of people in my life that if they take acid they get like bad trips and it yeah. fucks them up for like months after. Yeah. And that's that's what I've heard too. And I have so many friends where I'm like, come on, let's do some acid. And they're like, fuck no. After that last time, that shit fucked me up. I, and I'm like, that was like a year ago. Like, no, a year ago they still have like PTSD from it. A bad trip, well, and I've had a bad trip once in my life. And honestly, it felt worse than dying. On uh, dying would have been better. After? Huh? That you still did it after. That was on MDMA when I was like 20, 21, right? Okay. But um, now I'm 30 and I'm doing, I don't do MDMA, but I'm, I'm doing a psychedelics. But I, my point is that um, bad trips, negative experiences, they're not like having a bad day. Like they will alter you for life, you know, and um, you're very dangerous. It's a very dangerous yeah. thing. Like, yeah. People will get legit PTSD worse than some actual trauma happening in their life yeah. from bad drug trips. Yeah. So. I've heard stories. Yeah, it, it is. It can be scary. I, I haven't I haven't experienced that since I was 21. But but I, I, I've had this conversation with people, too. Like, why don't I get bad trips? Like everybody, anyone and anything like if you ever go on the Internet, you're going to see that they're going to say you're going to use drugs, make sure that you're in the right headspace, that you're, you know, in the right mood, um, that the good things have been happening in your life recently. 
um, you know, and then make your environment really positive, make the right people around you. Because if you don't do all these things, it'll set off a really negative trip. And then you'll start to spiral into this really dark place. Drugs can make you spiral into a very dark place. That's the thing. Like, that's the way to capture like what it really does to you. Um, but I haven't had that. I've had only positive trips. But that's, I think that's because I'm like a not a normal person. Um, I have like no real world attachments to anything. I'm kind of just floating around. It's, I, I can't imagine like how it would impact me if I had any actual things going on in my other life. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But there was oh, so, there's something I was going to say. Sorry. That's okay. One thing I was going to say is that it's honestly my dream in life to go to South America and do an ayahuasca trip. Have you ever heard about them? Of course I know about this. Of what do you course. know about them? I know everything about them. No, I don't know everything. <laughs> I'm like, tell me. I, I've done it. No, I'm kidding. I have not. Um, I've never been to South America. I would like to go, but not for ayahuasca. But um, basically it's... um. It's almost, it's supposed to be, it's considered a spiritual experience. And essentially, it's common in South America. You go into a jungle, a very secluded place. You do some meditations. You do this, and you're supposed to have like a very profound epiphany about yourself and your life and all that. That's part of it. Um, Tell me more. So the, the core ingredient in ayahuasca is DMT. <clears throat> Do you, have you ever heard of DMT? Okay. It's no. Like this, it's a it's a drug that um, you can smoke it, but the problem is that it breaks down in your body really quickly, right? Like your body has um, some sort of enzymes that make it like remove it from your bloodstream and clean it out and remove it out of your body asap. So if you smoke okay. it, like the most it'll work for is like ten minutes, twenty minutes tops. Um, okay, but if you do ayahuasca, ayahuasca is a, what they. These, this is an ancient South American medicine. Um, yeah, they found like traces of it from thousands of years ago. Even um, it's embedded into their practices. Yeah, so they combine certain roots and leaves or vines or something like they they take different elements of trees and combine them together mm-hmm. and then it releases dmt but it also releases something that blocks the enzyme that in your body that breaks down dmt uh so the dmt just stays in your system and you're able to have like a 12 hour dmt trip what in what in a regular situation you can only last for like 10 20 minutes you go into it for 12 hours and um so DMT is considered different from other substances. They say like we all produce it in our bodies. It's already found in our bodies. It's found in everything. Okay. Um, they say that it's you get flooded with it right before you die. Um, really? Yes. That's what they say. I, I don't have 100% science behind it, but uh, something like that. They say it opens up your pineal gland like in your mind, like your third eye. They say it opens yeah. up your third eye. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, what basically happens, and I, I love reading people's like recollections. Yeah, exactly. Only for like ayahuasca and DMT, because every single person has something really fascinating to tell you. But basically, you get thrown into like an alternate universe, like different dimensions of of 
of hyperspace they they kind of describe it as hyperspace like you're in space in a different dimension and there are other beings around you and like you encounter these beings and they're they all like kind of like look at you and they know you're there like visiting and you kind of talk back and forth and then different people have different experiences but I've I've heard mostly heard people say like you know you understand like the universe is made out of love and uh, compassion and like you understand like what God is and like what everything like they have and then they meet this like motherly force. They call her like Mother Ayahuasca. That's why I think All like God them? is a woman. The the meeting her. There's a TED talk about it. Um, you should want to check it out. Where he he says he's like yeah, basically everyone meets this female spirit. And from what I've seen, like in the discussions, they all talk about her like she's somebody. Like oh, you know when oh the first time you met Mother, how was it? Oh great, <laughs> it was awesome to me. How was she to you? It's fucking weird. Like. that's weird i've literally scoured really weird so much ayahuasca trip reports you it's insane how much i've read um yeah there's a waiting room like if you uh when you start with lower doses of dmt you can take it into a like a, a waiting room where like you're about to either go through the door into like the depths of the universe or you're about to like stay where you are so there's a lot of people report seeing that as well with ayahuasca specifically the first few hours you literally spend puking and shitting yourself and but in the actual drug experience while you're high it's being felt you that every negative emotion pain insecurity feeling negative thoughts self-hatred like hatred towards the world it all becomes it's like mother ayahuasca comes to you and she shows it all to you and she's like remove it from yourself and she's making you like purge it all out and then when you're done you're like you feel amazing like you feel like super clean and stuff like that there's like so many stories of people coming back and like they were like lawyers or or something very high powered and they like quit their jobs and they you know (laughs) move to like the jungle and they you know farm for the rest of their lives and stuff like that um so just so yeah that's what do you think of what i'm saying so far that's interesting I, th- I think it's really trippy that they all see the same woman. That part is crazy. That part yeah, is really, that's crazy. really mm-hmm. weird. And I love that it's feminine. That 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 radiates to me. You know, the idea yeah. of like feminine. Yo, okay. I no no. This goes further. I'm just it's just coming to me. I'm high. That's why. Okay. okay. A lot of the things that they see, people, because I scour the internet for DMT and ayahuasca drawings. I love it because mm-hmm. people can't verbalize what happens to them. It's this it's it's um like they all say like there's no words to describe what's happening but you're experiencing like the infinite and all of human nature and the universe all at once right so they come back and they try to draw and they and the people's uh ayahuasca and dmt drawings are insane they're like chaos there's so much happening right uh a lot of like colors and fractal images and, and like sacred geometry and things like that but what's cool is that a lot of the beings that they depict are so um visually familiar to like ancient hindu gods or ancient mayan gods or like very specific images of gods that are seen like literally like beings with like four or five arms on each side or like multiple heads and stuff like that this is the kind of things that you're seeing and i can name multiple gods and goddesses in in hinduism that are literally just like that right so um it makes you like realize like how much back in the day people were tripping and seeing these things and 
in the trip, they're telling you that this is God, that this is the universe, this is higher power. Now you've come to an understanding of everything is connected. We're all one and all these deep messages. So you are getting these messages from God and then you're coming back to earth, coming down from your trip later. And you're like, I have the, I have the words of God and you can relay it. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, if you, I, if you look at all the ancient um, drawings and paintings, oh my gosh, there's, it's everywhere. Like they were all tripping on psychedelics. Like seriously, they were, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you can tell from what the, they're fucking, there's like paintings of them, like they're smoking something and then all of a sudden their third eye opens and things are flying at them from the sky and like, you know, they're having visions of their, their consciousness is leaving their body. Like, you know what I mean? Come on. Like we all know what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's an explanation for it. Yeah. So it's so trippy. It's a very fascinating uh, topic. Um, Are you, you going to go and do it? Oh, for sure. I definitely want to do it. What's so cool, like with DMT, one of the when you do the lower doses, what happens is that everything in front of you. I've never done it, but this is what I've read. Yeah. Everything in front of you turns into geometric patterns, and like if you like look at like life and everything, everything has a sacred geometry to it. Like these repeating, like there's this thing called the golden ratio in math that we learned when I was in grade eleven math, seriously in Rickenson, um, where it's like there's this pattern that's found in everything, like literally from your hand to flowers to how the earth is structured to trees to everything there's this uh these these numbers that repeat over and over again these patterns it's called sacred this geometry. Is real? this is real you can google it i didn't and, say grade and, 11 math and, so they, they even say that this fibonacci sequence which is like the golden ratio i'm telling you about is like the foundation of beauty even that when you calculate these it's ratios crazy. in people's faces that's how you get beautiful faces oh my gosh it's in everything it's literally the the like, you know, like, I think ancient Hindus and, and Muslims, like, they would they were fascinated with math and God. You know, what I like about ancient civilizations, which I, I will talk a lot about eventually, is, like, there was this blend of fascination with science and spirituality. Our current society has killed spirituality out. And we think that those ancient civilizations had it backwards. Like, we're the ones that have it backwards. You know what I mean? I agree. What do you think about the rise of atheism? I think it's so fucking arrogant, first of all. Like, it's kind of crazy. Can you imagine being a creator, like, out there in the universe? Like, these <laughs> these people have you know, to come together to decide that I don't exist. Uh, okay, cool, you know? It's, uh... I was an atheist, so I can speak this way. I was an atheist for years. I was even kind of raised to be an atheist. Like, my parents were, like, over time transitioning into... They, no, I was born, like, raised Hindu as a kid. Very Hindu. Yeah. I was in constantly when I was a kid yeah but by the time I was a teenager my dad was like loved science and things like that so I was an atheist but anyways continue I just think it's interesting that it's become a religion of its own almost it is science is a religion as well I've sent, I've come to realize yeah. that it's its own religion yeah. too and if you dare to question it if you dare to speak against it like listen I'm not saying um people who deny coronavirus are good that's not what i'm saying but i'm just saying that you have to you have to admit that if you were someone who denies it and if you were to say it on instagram you're gonna get clapped out <laughs> so fast everyone's gonna call you the dumbest person they've ever met in their entire life um but i'm just saying it's a reflection of how science 
exists? Do you think coronavirus exists? I don't know. I don't know. Probably yes, I'm sure it does exist. I will do everything that they tell me to do in terms of safety. But do I know for a fact it exists? I don't because what do I know? All I know is what I read on a fucking computer screen. My aunt had it. hmm? Your aunt had it. Oh, I also know people in the UK. And I had also um Tashida's grandmother passed away from it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I know it sucks, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I a hundred percent like there's definitely um it's definitely happening, but I'm just saying that all we know of it of things is what we read on our screens. I will always obey and do whatever the government tells me to do, but okay. it always impresses me at how much we obey what's on our screens and what's told to us. Like I don't need anybody to prove to me things in real life if if the government says something to me if tomorrow the government says hey the aliens are here i'll be like okay the aliens are here like there's an instant trust and you know it's i don't think people trust the government though you don't think so no that's why these things are happening not like these things like coronavirus like (laughs) no one trusts the government (laughs) so the virus started no i'm not saying that i mean like um I don't think people trust the government even in, in in Canada. That's why you have things on Twitter like hashtags trending that Trudeau is a liar or protests or whatever it may be. I don't think people trust the government as much as you think. And I think that's understandable. I think that the government does lie to us a lot. And they've always lied to us a lot. And that's yeah. the problem. Like, I, I don't, It's not that I don't think coronavirus exists. I'm sure it exists and everything like that. But it's just the fact that there's like this dogma around science and everything that if you try to question this and you're fucking stupid. But, you know, it's not always true. It's not always true. But in certain instances, I think if you're questioning something, you should back it up with something equally equally as factual and equally as proven. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause if you're not, then 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 you're stupid. Do you think that we in society all have a responsibility to like follow politics and follow this stuff you know I sometimes because listen this is the thing when I'm when I'm high sometimes I really like come down to like this idea of like what are we born as and then what do we become into right and like just wait I was trying to say something about this um you're saying like okay if you don't have something else to prove it with then it's not relevant but as a person who's born to the society, like if you were born into like a tribe or something like that, you'd be living off the land. But instead we're born into this very technologically based society where information is always being thrown at us. And we are trained to believe what we're told. Like that's part of our training. And and we're also trained not to question what we're told, right? Um, And that's- Is that that, true? You don't think so? I don't think that's- that's true. I think maybe some people don't question it, but I don't think we're raised not to question it. 
I I do a little bit because of the fact that if someone dares to go against the norm, then there's such a big backlash of shame against them where again, it depends on what it is. Okay, being a flat earther. If you're a flat earther, I've met flat earthers, by the way. And it was funny to me, one time my ex was a flat earther and I didn't realize until, like, I didn't know until after we broke up. We were only dating a very, very couple, very short time, a couple months. But I didn't know until after we broke up. But I, he told me and I was just like, okay, whatever, you're Christian, you know, whatever. But I remember I was, yes. (laughs) No offense. No Christian. I mean, it's. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay you know i get it. the bible tells you what, what you gotta listen to what the bible tells you i guess right i mean I, we, I, we listen to what the computer tells us so okay uh, but okay sorry continue sorry i'll just quickly finish this no but no, no, no it's fine i brought him over to my apartment to hang out that day and my roommate i t- i was telling my roommate like her name's einer she'll guest star eventually for sure um i was like oh he's he's a flat earth there and i was like telling her in a laughing way but she got like she took it for real and she spent like the next two hours with him like literally like instruct like giving him examples pulling up the science do you know how ships disappear over the horizon do you like the, like everything Look, i was like yo this is serious to her like you know to me it was like okay well <laughs> you know you it was funny <laughs> i thought it was funny mostly it's true but but my point is that as a flat earther, it's funny to me that like he interacted with me, which is like, I'm like, whatever. But he interacted with my roommate and she's like, oh, uh-uh, this is some fucking foolishness you got going on. You got to cut this shit out right now. You know? I think I stand by my comment of you. I'm not saying don't have your own opinions or form your own thoughts. I'm just saying if you are going to actively go against the norm, you should, for your sake, have valid arguments and facts to back it up. Because if you don't, that's where the backlash happens. At least if you did, people would take you seriously. That's what I think. We should we should wrap this up soon. Yeah, let's do what that. You- I'm good to go whenever. So- I mean, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, please follow us at Spill the Chai Girl on Instagram or send us an email at Spill the Chai Girl at gmail.com. If you have any questions, just, <laughs> just uh, ask away. The DD's a therapist, so yeah. she can help you out. Be super cute to answer some questions live on air. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>